Good afternoon. This is the Christ Witness Program. I am your host, Brother Gerald. Grace from God our Father and peace from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Today's message is clearly intended by the Lord for someone. Each message that is offered is for everyone to be sure, but the message I had spent I don't know how long on talking about days the Lord just would not let me go through with it I had trouble putting the message together and one piece of equipment went out and then another then it came to me that the Lord had something else planned I couldn't believe this but after prayer, I fixed something I know nothing about, both of them. And then what I'm offering today in the name of the Lord Jesus came within hours. It flowed. So to whomever or however many this is for, May God bless and enrich in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In Acts 13.41, we read, Behold, ye despisers, and wonder, and perish. For I work a work in your days, which ye shall in no wise believe, though a man declare it unto you. Now a despiser here is one who thinks down against something or someone who disesteems. In other words, they do not give something its proper due or place or adoration or honor. This verse is quoted by Paul from Habakkuk 1.5 and what he says before this verse is significant for today. In verse 40 he says, Beware, and that is my word for you today. Beware, brethren, lest this come upon you. The work that was done was the work of obtaining eternal life for us. The declaration is told by men through the gospel. In the verse, there are three things I want to point out. But keep in mind that it is the Lord that is saying this and not Paul. One is that the work is not going to be held with the regard that it should. Two, that it won't be believed. And three, it is happening today. Now being that God does not lie, he is telling us that the good news of his work is something that is unbelievable. That it will not be believed. 
he is telling us plainly that we will not believe it. This is significant because many have the wrong concept of faith. They have the idea that faith in this matter is something that they have. That it is something that comes from them and belongs to them. That it has something that it was something resident in them. If that is so, why does the word tell us that faith comes? God said that what he did would not be believed. Now, does he lie? That gets an emphatic no. Let man be a liar and God be true. Because since what he has said is true, you might ask, how then can one be saved? And that would be a very good question. I knew that I was saved the day that I realized that faith had come, come to me. I found that there was faith in my heart to believe the gospel. An evangelist asked me one day after a long time of being tossed to and fro about the salvation question in my life a simple question he said do you believe i said yes and he said then you are saved and at that time the glorious light broke through i was saved can you see this everybody does not believe God said it, and it's just like he said in Habakkuk 1.5 and here in Acts 13.41. It is not an easy thing as some would think, but it is not difficult either if you, are allow, if you allow it to just come. Now here is a point that has been a source of misunderstanding. What comes? You say faith, of course. That is what the word says. True. It is not any old faith. If you want to get this because many have some kinds of faith, but this faith is the faith of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you that when you have faith, it is the faith 
of Jesus Christ. It is not my faith, it is not your faith or their faith, it is his faith that comes. To understand this will clear up many problems as well as increase your understanding. In Romans 3.22, the word says, even the righteousness of God, listen to the word now, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ. Now many have tried to take that and others and try to say something about faith other than what it really is. But it is by him because he is the author and perfecter of it, meaning faith. He is the one that made faith acceptable to God when he died on Calvary and put his destiny into the hands of his father by faith. With that, he made the faith of all the Old Testament saints good and all the New Testament saints good and all that will follow thereafter. Until then, in the Old Testament, the faith of all of them was held like in an escrow account because God knew of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He knew of the work that he was going to work. In the days of his flesh, Christ said he lived by the Father. All that that verse is telling us is that he was living by faith in the Father. In the days of our flesh, the just live by faith, by the faith of Jesus Christ. This faith becomes ours when we receive it, when we accept it, when we believe it. This faith is unto all and upon all that believe. <clears throat> the word by in this verse in Romans 3.22 in the Greek is a simple EK and has the force of motion from the interior such as you would have a circle and had a point in the middle. Well, it would be as you took a point from that middle part of the circle and drew it outward. This is the idea of the word by. It means out from. This is somewhat technical but necessary because of resistance or unbelief. 
in this particular fact. So the verse can be read this way, which is out from faith belonging to Jesus Christ, or which is out from faith derived or proceeding from Jesus Christ. <clears throat> so when you have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you know that it is not something that you have derived or that has been derived from you or proceeds from you or belongs to you and that you have been visited by the Lord and that you are saved, saved, saved. I said because of resistance or unbelief, and since I'm being technical, the phrase shall in no wise is important also. It will go to show, or hope to show, that when God says in no wise, that is what he means. The word no in the Greek in this verse is a double negative and when used by God means to be positively and absolutely true it is the strongest and most emphatic of statements it may be difficult to understand but God is telling us that what he has done in Christ is something that we will positively and absolutely will not believe on our own. You might say, so what? Or big deal? Or what is the significance? Well, it is a big deal. And it is significant. Because when you know this, you will have the right spirit when you come before God the Father. If you have not the Spirit of Christ, you are none of His. There will not be any boasting, there won't be any glorying before Him by you. That's one reason why the word asks in Romans 3.27, where is boasting then? After declaring that is that it is by the faith of Jesus Christ in Romans 3.22. There isn't any. It is excluded. Why? Because it is by the faith of Jesus Christ and not ours, which would be a work or by some law. If coming before God with the right spirit is not significant, well, I trust you will rethink it. He has made it abundantly clear that no flesh shall glory before him, and that included the Lord. Do you see now the meaning of the verse when it is said that his work is one that you, and I'm emphasizing you, will in no 
wise believe. That is where the faith of Jesus Christ comes to our rescue. Do you see why Paul says, Beware, lest this come upon you? Oh yes, there is the matter of the despisers. Those that behold the work of God with dishonor and are the enemies of the cross of Christ. They may not realize that that has come upon them. That's why Paul tells us to beware. If it is not by the faith of Christ, one will come to the point that he will or is subject to hold the work of God in low esteem. And unfortunately, this is a real problem in Christianity today. They will constantly look for more. Salvation as they know it will not satisfy. You see, theirs is your faith, and then there is the faith of Jesus Christ, and it's a big difference. The word says they will behold, regard, and wonder, and then perish, because on their own what God has done in its totality is just too much for us to believe on our own. Even, no, not even, but when faith has come, the cross of Christ is something that we will forever peer at in awe and with the greatest reverence. See if you can get a connection in this group of verses that I'm going to go over because there is a relationship and it will reinforce that that I have just went over. The first verse, I'm going to read as a unity, and maybe the thought may come or become more clear. The blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Ye shall eat no manner of blood. The life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you 
upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh atonement for the soul. Leviticus 17.11 The life of all flesh is the blood thereof. Whosoever eateth it shall be cut off. Leviticus 17:14 Verily verily I say unto you except ye eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood you have no life in you John 6:53 The words that I speak unto you they are spirit and they are life it's John 6:63 6, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. It's Romans 10.17 In the beginning was the word. John 1.1 1, 1. In him was life. John 1.4 The word was made flesh. John 1.14 The just shall live by faith. Romans 1.17 When God, whom God, has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness. Romans 3.25 A man is justified by faith. Romans 3.28 Being now justified by his blood, Romans 5, 9. Ye are made nigh by the blood of Christ, Ephesians 2, 13. Thou art worthy and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood, Romans 5, 9. Revelation 5, 9. Did you get the connection in the verses? The connection that it is by the faith of Jesus Christ that we are saved and not of ourselves unless someone may boast. One connection is Romans 3.28. A man is justified by faith. The other is being justified by his blood. We're justified by faith. We're justified by his blood. Then it says in Ephesians 2, 13, we are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Whether it's blood, whether it's faith, whether it's the spirit, it is all by Christ. It all issues from Christ. There's a lot of talk about faith today. But if faith is not understood in this light of it being Christ's faith, then it is in vain. There can be no claim in that name.
Yes, when it comes, it is ours, but not because it was ours. From this starting point, and with the proper spirit of Christ, one can then begin to grow in Christ. The faith of Christ is not to be used to make him do anything. Remember that in that faith, or that faith is a gift, and God is sovereign in all that he does, and the faith of Christ also comes to the top to do always those things that please the Father. We can do nothing less. At the beginning of the program, I said a despiser is one who does not have a proper respect for something. He doesn't give it its due, its place, its adoration, its honor. And this is what God calls those that do not give what he has done in Christ, the proper honor and reverence, do it. But how can you give it honor without the faith of Christ? For example, why do you see church-going folk looking for begging for, and petitioning for something when he has given all is because for them it is still something that they in no wise will believe. When that faith of Christ has come, when that faith of Christ that we live by is come, and you have laid hold of eternal life, you will be able to say, I am my beloved, and my beloved is mine. May the grace of God and the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with all that love the Lord this week. Amen.